This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Game92.9thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg in for John and Hugh on this Labor Day, uh, fifth day of September. We say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And uh, happy Labor Day morning to you folks in Swanee. In Swanee? Swanee. Okay. Swanee up there. Right? How I love you. How I love you. No, no. I was, just, no, I was combining no, the two. Okay, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> it's like an episode of the Honeymoon where Al Ralph. <laughs> Norton did that in the beginning, and then he got asked the song in the end, and he couldn't know. And Ed Norton, Swanee River. That was a whole episode of The Honeymooners. I don't know why. We have a guest that's coming on here. Yeah, we they do. probably love the show. We haven't talked to this man in a long time. Couldn't be happier to have him on, and I want to thank you for reaching out to him. Yeah, well, I want to thank him for agreeing to join us at this early hour because he's going to be late. He got night. a busy day today, he right? Have a long day. Oh, <laughs> get some five hour energies. <laughs> but I'm sure he's happy to join us and talk about what's coming up tonight. Ken Segura keeps an eye on everything uh, Georgia Tech athletics and joins us now on the waitfor.com hotline. Uh, Ken, first of all, happy Labor Day. Yes. And thanks for getting up and joining thank us you. this morning. Thank you, sir. Sure. I should say, I actually remember that episode of The Honeymoon. See? <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. Ralph was, River. Yeah. yeah, Ralph was going on a game show, and Norton was his piano right. player teaching him the songs, but he always started off each song with playing the Swanee River, and it aggravated Ralph, and then that was the one he went on and missed up. There. One of these days. Yeah. One of these days. <laughs> anyway, Ken, uh, again, how yeah. have you been? We haven't talked to you in a while, and uh, this is, you know, the this is like the best time of year for you, right? It is, yeah. I've been doing well to answer first question, um, but yeah, it's um, this is the the you know the sport that you know our readers and your listeners, I'm sure, care about the most, uh, at least as far as college athletics goes. And so uh, it's fun, yeah. We're gonna. It's a long time to wait to see what this team's gonna do. There's obviously um, not a ton of optimism, but but it's always interesting. You never you never quite know with college football. Well, Ken, we'll talk, let's talk for, uh, start first of all with the offense and the fact that a new coach was added to work with, uh, with the, co- the quarterback over there. Uh, Chris Winkie has come over to Georgia right. Tech. And talk about what we expect that to have. Ken, what can we look for that will show his, his fingerprint uh, on this offense tonight? Sure. Uh, well, yeah, so uh, after last season, um, you know, Jeff Collins made some changes, uh, one of which included uh, firing his uh, office coordinator, uh, Dave Patnode, and he brought in Chip Long, who had, I guess, most notably been in Notre Dame for three years and had a good run there. And then one thing he, one other thing he did was hire Chris Winkie 
uh, to be uh, the quarterback's coach, particularly for Jeff Sims. Um, was there anything he said that, you know, the beginning of the preseason, he said he specifically hired both those guys with, with, uh, with Jeff Collins and or Jeff, Jeff Sims in mind, which you don't know always do at the college level. But, um, but I think one thing that, um, you know, Chris Monkey has come here with is, is a reputation, I guess, as someone who, who's, you know, hard, you know, is going to go hard to the details, stickler, um, you know, isn't going to, you know, be, be a soft coach, I guess. And um, so I think one thing that essentially you're, you're going to see from Jeff Sims, um, hopefully for, for text cases, you know, just all the, the fundamentals and all those things, you know, knowing the playbook inside and out and having the good footwork and, and you know, throwing from a throwing with balance, all those things. I think if he's doing those things better, throwing accurately, then I think that to some credit that, that goes back to, to Chris Wunke. Ken Segura joining Sam and Greg here, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 game.com Coming off a of season, these guys were, um, what, 3-9 and nine last year, 6-2 and two in the ACC. What is it that you hope to see, changing perception, or there's an actual chance that this offense is going to look different than what we perceive? Because I don't, I don't know what the identity is with this Georgia Tech team. I'll be honest with you. And so as you talk about the changes and the coaching staff and, and trying to tweak things here and there, what can we expect to see differently um, from this Georgia Tech team as they head into this season? Um, well, offensively, uh, Chip Long, uh, his his kind of um, signature, I guess. They they play fast, uh, and they, I'm sure they have a lot of RPO. Uh, they they typically um, use a lot of two tight end stuff, or often do. And, those, and I imagine this with this off, just with, where the strength of the team is. I'm sure you'll see a lot of two running back stuff also. But um, I think you know that you know he's, he, as I imagine a lot of coaches do. He talked about being physical and. And, uh, and and playing fast and that, but um, and just as a team, you know, I, I think you want to avoid some of the mistakes that they they've made, particularly on the defensive end. Uh, they've talked a lot about just communication errors last year, really costing them, particularly in the secondary. So I think guys just being in the right place. I, I think if they can do that, that's that's a step forward consistently. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and just you know, certainly overall, what you want is be more competitive. You know, they've. As uh, Tech fans well remember, the last two last time we saw the team, they they were losing, you know, fifty-five nothing to Notre Dame and forty-five nothing to to Georgia, uh, both very good teams. But you know, you just can't do that um, and and expect to to you know be able to ha- have your regime continue too much longer. Uh, so yeah, so obviously Clemson's a very good team. They're four in the country, and uh, you know, obviously winning is a tall order. But certainly, you want to see this team, you know, push Clemson and and you know, make make us fall a little bit and, you know, potentially win. Spending time on the waitfor.com hotline this morning with Ken Segura. He is social. You can find him on Twitter at KSegura, A-J-C, all lowercase, KSegura, A-J-C. One of the things that Tech has needed to bolster and, and, and improve has been play on the interior offensive line. They're facing a pretty big challenge. That defensive line for Clemson is very talented. But talk about tonight the fact that the O-line needs to really go and have, and have its best effort. And what have been your observations uh, of watching the workout and prepare for this game, Ken? Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Clemson may have the best defensive line in the country, uh, and that's not at all, you know, exaggeration or stretch of anything. Uh, they've got, you know, guys. There's a couple guys that I think will be first-round picks in, in the spring, and and they're deep. Uh, and, yeah, and unfortunately for Tech, offensive line is not an area where you'd say they're strong. They lost three starters. 
including probably their best lineman, Devin Cochran, who made the he's, a, he's on the practice squad with the Bengals, um, and uh, and they replaced some guys with, with guys that haven't played a ton, um, and you know, so that's a, that's definitely a question mark uh, in, in camp. You know, you didn't see a ton of stuff, but uh, you know, I, I the one thing I think you probably will see is that at guard. The, the rotation guys. One interesting is one one of them interestingly is, is a walk on Joe Fusel, um, who's a kid who's actually never played a college snap. So that kind of speaks a little bit to kind of the challenge they face. But um, but yeah, Frank Key, the line coach, is, says that he's very confident in what they can do and they can be part of a winning team, uh, contribute to a winning team. So we'll see if if that's the case. But yeah, to to go back to what you said, a, a huge huge challenge for that line uh, starting tonight. Hey, Ken, when you sit around with your friends and coworkers and, and people in the business or just, you know, who you ever talk to at the barbershop, what do you guys or what do you think of the changing landscape of college football uh, conferences and bringing in people from one end of the country to the next? Uh, mm. Traditions are, are, are flushed down the toilet. But let's focus more on what you think the ACC is going to look like. We, you know, we know what the SEC is <laughs> doing. We know what the Big Ten's like. But what is the fate of of the ACC. And here's what my, my real question is. Is there ever a conversation where this conference thinks about what could happen in 2025 when this current contract ends? And is there a go for a Notre Dame? You got everything else from this program, but whoever lands that nugget is really going to benefit as a conference were you to get that team. What's your thoughts on the future of the ACC? Boy. Um, yeah, it's uh it's not like the the healthiest outlook, certainly. Um, you know, with the SEC and the Big Ten seemingly growing stronger and, and looking to add more teams, I think everyone thinks that obviously there's a ton of not, not a ton. There's certainly teams in the SEC in the ACC that that either conference could would would be interested in uh, for different reasons. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you know, George, the ACC excuse me is at a point where it, it really has to kind of figure out what's what's our way forward. Unfortunately, or Fortunately, whatever it's for good or bad, it's it's a lot about what you know. Can they make more money? Um, I think some of that probably has to do with you know their, their future depends to some degree. I think on on can they they the, the teams that were supposed to carry this conference you know for years, specifically Miami, Florida State, and and I guess now Clemson, can they be teams that compete and and you know have the sort of uh, following and, and viewing audiences that you know the schools in the SEC and the Big Ten have had, and if they can do that, then that's maybe a way forward. And you know, yeah, Notre Dame is obviously a big piece of the puzzle. Um, they they've been a, a member of the conference for everything, but but football. Um, trying to figure out like what would be the appeal. I mean, certainly Notre Dame, I think maybe academically fits in in the Big Ten. Excuse me, in the ACC, but. You know the money in the in the Big Ten, in there obviously then a school in the Midwest, um, in which the Big Ten mostly is. Uh, that it's hard to I'd be hard to pass up if, if yeah, but, were to to give it up as independence. But uh, but yeah, so it's it's that's like a huge piece, and they got to, I guess for their for their own uh, future, I guess yeah, the ACC let's figure out the way to to bring them in if if that does happen. Yeah, Ken, I was going to ask you about the game last night and how big uh, how big was that win for Florida State. Um, and not saying they're going to be national championship contenders this season, right. but how important is it for a program like Florida State to be relevant? Because a win like that last night makes Florida right. State relevant. Yeah, yeah, that's a team. Uh, Mike Norvell 
coaching them. They, they, that's a team that I think people are uh, undecided, I guess, on, on what this team can be uh, with him, particularly as, as coach. And yeah, to, to win in in you know in the state of Louisiana against LSU, uh, you know, playing really well for that matter is is really big. Uh, they you know actually that's team that Tech plays later on in the season, but. Um, but yeah, so I I would think that 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 speaks well their chances to finish in the top twenty five and and be competitive in the conference. You know, you're talking about um, <laughs> what what Flo- um, Florida State did. Of course, we've been talking about Clemson in this matchup tonight against Georgia Tech. But did you ever think that we'd be talking about a team at the top of the Coastal Division and, and North Carolina and watching Mac Brown dance around the way he did the other night? <laughs> I mean, North Carolina's ascent in football. Uh, it's got to make you just kind of shake your head a little bit, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, this is actually, yeah, this is a big season for them, too. Uh, and, you know, yeah, they they did beat App, but but not by much and, and barely. Uh, so, yeah, this is another, yeah, they're a team that loaded in recruiting, uh, have a ton of advantages. And, uh, and yeah, so this, they've got to show it, too. But, yeah, it's, uh, they were they were at the top, or, I mean, not the top, but they were, they were close to the top when he was there a long time ago. And, if if they get there again, that's another thing that helps the conference. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I I like him. He seems like a good guy, and and you know I hopefully hopefully they'll figure it out for their sake. But yeah, it's uh, it changes things when when they're when they're going well. Yeah, yeah. Folks, spending time talking with Ken Segura, getting set for Georgia Tech to take on uh, Clemson. Are they going to wear the new unis tonight? I know they got a, they, they got a new look for this season, right? Well, one of the many looks. They do, yeah. They're, they're a little bit different from what they've worn the last few years. Uh, and that's, um, yeah, they, I think they're going uh, blue jerseys, dark blue jerseys and pants. Um, I don't know if you'll be tell They're not super, super different, but, yeah, a little bit different. Like, I'm sure it's recruiting and, and what the kids want and that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, the dark blue, dark blue jerseys tomorrow – or tonight, rather. All right, all right. We'll be watching for that and – be watching for what you have to say about it, right? Yeah, of course, I'll follow you on Twitter during the game and see what you're putting out there. Uh, uh, but thanks so much for the time spending with us. Long day. Yeah, it is. And, and hope you have some good news to report for us tonight, all right? Give some an extra cup of coffee. Right, thanks. <laughs> yeah, so maybe a couple. Yeah, thanks. Ken <laughs> Hey, Jay-Z, we talked talk to him in a minute, man. I know it's been it. a while. I know it. Always good to catch up with hope him. hope he is doing fine. Yep. And, and on a related note, happy birthday, Dennis Scott. Wow. Happy 54th birthday, Dennis Scott. He can still make that shot, too. Yeah, he can. Yep. And if you don't believe him, go, go tell him that over at the barbershop. He'll be able to get off the hook <laughs> he there soon. Still, he can still make that shot. We are going to switch gears and talk tennis. Second week of the U.S. Open is going on, and you thought the storylines were over with with Serena exiting? Nah. we got a big week coming up. We're going to talk to Karen Pustain about it next. Sam and Greg in for John and Hugh on this Labor Day. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 Game 929Game.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Labor Day morning. In for John and Hugh. We appreciate you guys putting up with us and letting us letting us be a part of your your Monday morning. How about that? Your Monday morning. Uh, not a regular Monday morning for most, but we want to acknowledge those who have to work today. Yeah, uh, still out much. there. So uh, doing late. What was that thing that this stat today I saw? Uh, today was the first Labor Day parade in New York. Really? 1882. Really? 10,000 workers marched in the parade. 
So who was doing stuff? Well, New York got a whole lot of other people. You got more than 10,000 people, or even back in the 1800s. Okay. So they, they, or maybe they went to work after the parade. <laughs> that <laughs> hey, actually happens. Thanks, everybody, for coming out. Time for us Listen, to go to work. You know where that happens at? Okay. I guarantee you this is what happens in, in, in the Bahamas, in Nassau. I, I discovered this working out there. The, y'all, if you ever want to do this, I'm telling you it's the best time you can do. Christmas night. Or well, we got a guess. I'll save it till the next break. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. tell you. Okay. But okay. go to Nassau because the parade starts at two in the morning. The Goombe Festival and Junkanoo. Okay. And everybody that's in it works in the hospitality field. And they're taking care of us, and then they put us to bed, or we pass out from too much whatever. Then they go down the streets like Mardi Gras. Anyway, let's welcome this woman on. We talked to her last week as we uh, headed into the uh, U.S. Open. Now halfway through it, lots of stories. That happened last week, but what's coming up next is still worthy of our worthy of bringing her back here and talking about that. I want to welcome Karen Pastena from Tennis Panorama again back on the show, and we say to you, Happy Labor Day to you and your husband. Happy Labor Day <laughs> to you guys too. We're all working. Yeah, <laughs> we're all working. Some of us just on radio. Some of us on TV How and radio. That? How about that now? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 <laughs> yep. Live on TV from my desk in the media center. <laughs> she's she, she gonna be like not taking our calls. So I know, I know, you know what that. it makes you gonna say. Yeah, I got, I got to work you guys I, in. I'm busy. I, I was with so and so. Oh please, MSNBC <laughs> called me. Though. A, anyway, Karen. All right, let's 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 recap what we saw, and uh, before we get into what we're going to see, but uh, this past week they. Acknowledgement and the love of of everything Serena. Uh, if you had to capsulize it, what what are your thoughts on it? Looking back, well, um, I mean, so much outpouring of, of you know of love for her from the play, from players, from a lot of famous people, and um, also you know, in a way, I kind of feel for the woman who beat her on Friday night, and that's Isla mm-hmm. Kamjanovich from Australia, because even she said in her, her um, I guess, last news conference, it's like, you know, I, I'm the villain forever because I beat Serena last match. <laughs> but, but, uh, but Serena, you know, and Serena, this being her, her last tournament that we know of anyway, um, it boosted U.S. Open ticket sales. They well, had, sure. They had record record numbers of people attending this this US Open, especially in the days when she was playing. But even on the day she wasn't playing, they've set such attendance records with her. It's it's could be a combination of Serena and the fact that, you know, with the the pandemic and everything, um the last year's US Open of course there were fans who had to be vaxxed. Uh and uh, well I guess there were as many but this year Oh my goodness! It's just it's just crazy how crowded it has been, and Serena it really has a lot to do with it. Yeah, and Karen, I got to tell you, people I've talked to here in Atlanta, he says, "I'm going to that next year. I'm going." You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, they 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 they've seen it and 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 maybe looked at it in a different way because of what's been happening there this past week. And uh, you know, they want to go and, and and check it out, folks. We're spending time on the waitfor.com hotline this morning with Karen Pristina, Tennis Panorama News. She is social. You can find her on Twitter at Tennis News TPN, at Tennis News TPN. Um, you have had a remarkable two weeks. Uh, how would you put your two weeks into it? Because you've been there to witness so many things 
this is a uh, it's always a historic event. This is a particularly historic event, and you just happen to you, you're out there just about every day. Uh, yeah, I, I've been there pretty much every day <laughs> except for part of one. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, record crowds and crazy fun matches and uh you know lots of, of of you know history being made and one of those folks that be making some history is Coco Goff she made her she's reached her first quarterfinal at the US Open at 18 and it would be kind of funny you have Serena going out and Coco maybe coming in and winning the major herself we'll see yeah you don't want to put that kind of pressure on her though yeah, you know, you know, but I think you know, I think she's mentally ready. I mean, her match she had yesterday, um, she kind of battled back from being down in each set, and she was almost doing the the, the matumbo with the finger wag. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, it was like no, no, no. Uh, you know, <laughs> it was really funny. I didn't think she. I don't think she realized. You know, a lot of people looked at that finger wag like that, but she was just doing it. Some, Saying you know no 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 I'm not losing I'm coming back yeah so you know yeah you do you feel like she kind of flew below the radar a little bit with all the attention on Serena you think that's been was kind of good for her? Yeah, I thought she about probably that right did but she probably didn't mind I mean yeah. better to have all the focus on Serena than her um, but I think she's kind of used to the focus now and after this U.S. Open people there'll be more focus on her than ever. Yeah, I, and especially happens to win the thing. I mean, yeah, she's got a shot. She's got a shot at this. She really does. Uh, Karen Pastana joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. Of course, you can uh, read Karen, Tennis Panorama. I think the best thing besides Serena that has happened so far this week, and I don't see it happening into this following week, is that nobody has mentioned the Joker. This is like when Mickelson missed that golf tournament after winning it the year before this year. It was all about what the other golfers were doing. I think it was Tiger came back and walked uh, one of the mm-hmm. one of the matches. But the point is, he was not mentioned at all, and yet it's, this was such it was such a deal going into Australia. The French actually he played the French. We know that, but his stance has has sort of carried into that tournament. But this this tournament, we it's like the guy is. Is injured or something? We haven't heard his name at all all week long. Are you surprised? Um, you know, I guess I'm not surprised, only because there've been so many other things to focus on. Um, of course, Serena being here for the last time, but also the fact that the U.S. Open is kind of open for fans because of you know been going through a pandemic and all that. So, so many fans have come out. And the fans, in their own way, are a story. Going back to even the qualifying tournament, I, I mean, they've come out in droves. And, you know, not necessarily people who are just diehard tennis fans, but people who just want to see what it's all about. I know you want to jump in here on Sam, but i, I got to ask you. And actually, I'll ask the both of you this. Do you think that whether it's the tennis fans or the people on the periphery who, who come under the tent when they have the majors – realize and understand what they're watching when they look at Rafael Nadal right now and what he could possibly do? Because I think that, maybe not equal to, but is as much of a story as Serena exiting during this particular U.S. Open. What do you guys think? I think diehard tennis fans realize, I mean, what Nadal is doing 
and of course he always you know he he was nursing an injury kind of coming into the summer yeah, and everything right. so the fact that he's here doing what he's doing is something else because he's essentially playing in, with pain even though he doesn't show it or talk about it and he he could be he could be winning his 23rd major tied with I serena mean, that's just yeah, just yeah, they be tied. I mean, think about that. <laughs> that's that's remarkable. Of course, she's got uh, Francis Tiafo is coming up in the day who took a little took a little exception to somebody asking him about Nick Curios yesterday. I think that's the other backstory of this tournament is Nick okay. Curios has put it together. Um, somebody got in his ear and said, "Hey, man, yeah, you're a character, but you also have the talent to also be a champion." And he's playing like it. Mm-hmm. And this tournament is extra wide open after last night. He knocks off the number one seed and did it like a walk through the park. Talk about this dude yep. and, and what, what you expect may, may happen going forward with him. Oh, oh Nick Kyrgios, yeah, knocking out number one and the defending champion. But, uh, yeah, Nick, uh, Nick Kyrgios, he's playing really well. I mean, I think for him he's got to concentrate. He's got to – his head is in it, he can win it. Oh, I just rhymed. I didn't realize that. There <laughs> but, you go yeah. now. But, but yeah, if his head is in it, I think he can he can take this title. But um, and all you know, I. But he's got to keep his mental focus. I think he has the talent to do so many things, but it's all about his mental focus. I I really believe that. And uh, yeah, but yeah, that that's it for me in terms of, of curios. But yeah, and he he loves he's like being a showman. So you know, if he can do his showtime kind of stuff, but keep his head in the matches, he should be able to do well. Yeah, and it's been welcome to see uh, him do that, you know, combine those things. And in a place like New York, uh, when you get the crowd behind you and the crowd has, has really taken the liking to him there, and that's, that's the other thing. If you get there and you play that tournament and the New York crowd gets behind you, that's always something special. And they seem to have taken a liking to him. Yes, yes, definitely. I'd say... Oh, the, the grass majority of the stadium last night was pulling for him. And, yeah, and the crowd can lift you, you know. The, the crowd can lift you. What do they, you know, they call the some basketball teams, you know, that call the audience the sixth man. Well, I guess you could call the the audience in the U.S. Open, and if they can lift you up, the, the second person behind you lifting you up. So, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. In for John and Hugh on this Labor Day morning. Talk to Karen Pastena. All right, we've covered all the stories that happened last week. We talked about what we could possibly see this week. Do you know what has been on my mind? And I don't know why I've been feeling sort of melancholy about it because this person doesn't need any sympathy from anybody. But sort of kind of over here on on, on, on the back burner is woman, I'm wondering about what's going to happen next with her. Where are we going to see her? And that's Venus Williams, who is acknowledged. Uh, yes. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, what becomes yep. of Venus now? Who, by the way, you can say, started this whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's true. When she played her first pro match at 14. Um, yeah, I mean, she has been silent about what her plans are. I, I mean, I, as far as I know, she's continuing to play, and... 
there hasn't been, since she lost early, there hasn't been a time to actually ask her, are you going to still play? Are you, are you playing? And, and all that. But yeah, well, I guess we'll know if we see her at a tournament soon. Right. But she has been silent about this. You know what, though? You know and what, though, if she Karen? were going to retire, she would say something. Yes, you would have thought that both Serena and Venus would retire at the same time. But, you know, looks like she's still playing. Uh, she's still playing, and I think she's a viable doubles partner for someone. And I think that's the thing that she's. Really? Oh yes, absolutely. I mean, I know she's for, great for, at for, it. for the right but. person, and it's and mixed. Yes, mm-hmm. she, uh, so she can mm-hmm. still show up at majors and contend and win those. And, re- and remember, Martina Navratilova did that for years. That's true, she did. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's not you know something that we haven't seen before. Maybe Sloan Stevens. Maybe mm-hmm. yeah. Nicole. Maybe uh, Madison yeah. Keys. Maybe yeah. Martina know. played until doubles until she was fifty, I think. Yeah. So you know, hey, yeah. <laughs> that might be what she has in mind, just to stay in it, just enough to to do that. You rack up some more titles, make some more history. But, again, yeah, they don't true. need it. We ain't got to have a telethon for these ladies. Uh, no, we they, don't. They will be fine. <laughs> Listen, Karen, I don't know when we're going to talk to you again, but I, I really want to hammer this home because you're going to be talking to those people within the tennis world, and I want you to pass this on for, for, for me and Sam, okay, because you and, the three of us have talked about this. When the discussion comes up again about what folks think, of course they're going to make the ultimate decision, what Serena or the Williams sisters should do as far as a – Lasting tribute to them. Don't have it attached. Don't have them attach it to the Billie Jean King Arthur Ashe Center out there in New York and Queens. Build that facility in L.A. If not right there in Compton, put it right next to SoFi and where the new forum is going to come up, and have a standalone facility, which you know that the money could come in to make something special with their names on it, and you can have events there other than just you know uh, tennis. Obviously, you can have you know concerts and what have you, but making sure that there is some type of academy to it, tennis academy attached to that mm-hmm. facility. That's my want for them as a lasting tribute. And um, yeah. I think you agreed with me on that. Have it in L.A. Because Sam brought up something I had n- no idea about. There's no major tennis stop in Los Angeles. Not anymore. The second I know, biggest and city. there used to be tournaments. There used to be tournaments there. Yeah. And over the past, I want to say, more than 10 years now, there hasn't really been any. I mean, no. the only tournaments in California, uh, Indian Wells and um, up in Northern California, Stanford for the yep. women. Yep. You know, yep. That's where it should be. That's just that's my two cents. And, and um, you know, from my mouth to God's ears, and hopefully it'll happen, but I'm sure they will make the ultimate decision about, you know, where their name and likeness and all of that stuff Ends up, but boy, that'd be the perfect place for it. You talking about jobs coming there? Yep. That whole area, building that whole area up. Karen, have a wonderful yes. second week, and as always, we thank you. We we got to talk to her before the Australian comes back around. Oh yeah, we're talking we about some in. other stuff. We'll right? check in with her. All right, congratulations. <laughs> She's not too busy doing TV. Doing TV and, 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 and putting her son in position to get the masters. I mean, she yeah, got, there yeah, you go. she got education and, and TV on her mind. <laughs> Karen Pustana, <laughs> and listen, as always, we can't thank you enough. Thank for you. Getting up and, and just enjoy the rest of your holiday weekend. Thanks, guys, and have a good weekend. What's left of it? You too. That's Karen Pustana, <laughs> Tennis Panorama, joining us. And Sam and Greg, in for John and Hughes, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app.
Sports Radio 929 the game, 929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this memorial Memorial Day, Labor Day. I would I mean for my whole life I've been getting them too confused. I want to say one is the other, one is the other. So anyway, at Labor Day, we are in for John and Hugh on this Monday morning. We hope you're having a wonderful day, and thank you very much for making us a part of your uh, your Monday morning, your holiday yeah, weekend. Man. We've been here every day this weekend, and it's it's listen. I've been having fun doing this. I really have. There's been a lot of sports going on. We're going to get back to it in just a second. But as we do, when there are things going on around the city, want to let you know about it. Yeah, man, we got something. If you're going south south of the city on I-75, all lanes are blocked right now down below the airport. Uh, major uh, accident involving a tractor trailer fire. I-75 northbound and southbound lanes are all blocked at Old Dixie Highway. That's right there at the split for Tara Boulevard, or you can stay on uh, I-75. So right there, they're getting. A lot of cars off going on Tower Boulevard, but they're redirecting uh, people because of emergency, emergency personnel uh, on the scene. So, so this uh, is going south on the connector. It's southbound, but it's also they're blocking all But it's all affecting lanes. the north, northbound side, yeah. So nobody's moving in any direction. They're saying you want to use, uh, to get down through Henry County, take I-675 to bypass and, uh, and southbound I-75 traffic. Like I said, it's been taken off at Tower Boulevard to go there. So it's really backed up. If you're heading down that way, and we keep an eye on it to see when they get that cleared up. That couldn't be at a worse place either, man. Folks trying to either get to the airport or get out of town, headed back home, yep. headed to the picnic today, wherever, even though it's rain going on out there. This that that area there where it bends there, you're right, where the connector bends and peel off to get up to Terra Boulevard. That's a tough spot. That's affecting a lot of folks. Oh man. Luckily though, that 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 HOV lane, I mean not HOV, the the, the express lane is over there. Of course, you gotta have the the peach pass. I saw some. I don't think you have Peach Pass uh, there yet, but but you, when you get down below that, because you, <laughs> you're getting down court, uh, going toward Atlanta Motor Speedway, they got the extra lane there. Right. I, yeah. I remember being stuck there. We're headed down to go see Pops in Florida, right? And it was just knuckle to knuckle traffic. And then it was right there where the entrance was for the uh, express lanes. And it was closed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But the gate wasn't down. And so folks pulled in there thinking they were going to get around the traffic. And so when we moved about a half hour later, all these cars were stuck right there because the gate was down about a half a mile down. Y'all be careful out there, all right? It is, <laughs> it is an amateur day, and it comes from that, too. Uh, listen, this is the time we turn things over to our producer, Eric Slaughter, who, by the way, I will say this right now. Okay. When you haven't been with us the last couple Saturday mornings because you are not with us while you're doing the high school scoreboard show on Friday nights, Eric has stepped in, and he has done a just – Great job filling in. Hey, he's got to work would. with me. But, I would expect that he would. But he he's come in, and, and there's there's chemistry building. Okay. He is, he is spreading his wings uh, in a way that he doesn't get a chance to, I guess, unless he's done it you know, with his other shows or when he comes on here with us. And so he, is, he has stepped in marvelously. He is never going to fill your shoes. Nobody could. But, you know. He yeah. and, I, and we had, had a couple beefs too, or disagreements, if you will, about yeah. sports okay. takes. Okay. So I just want to say that publicly that he's he oh, stepped well, in and done a wonderful you, sir. job. I appreciate it. Working hard, working. You know, excellence. Uh, what is it? Iron sharpens iron. Sharpens iron around here. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know. And, and, you know. I'm just looking at Sam. Got his hat on back with his Florida State. I was going to do on. that one too. Yeah, he's trying to show me that. I yeah. got a Florida State man because yeah. uh, you know you my, ain't my, go to. Oh, you my, got my, some, my sister went to school there. My niece just graduated this spring from Florida State. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, man, I want to see him hang. On they, they tried to give it back, uh, but they got the win last night. Well, I, I'm right. sure Mike Bell is still uh, toasting. Oh, I'm to sure that. he. I'm sure he is. Yes, he would H- do that. Him and his whole one year that he spent <laughs> at Florida State. He'll, I, I ain't gonna be back. Well, I'll tell you who else. He'll, he'll got, quick to tell you. I'll tell you who else we got with us too now. Here is uh, Sandra Golden. 
Sandra's also Florida. Oh, she, yeah, she's, oh, yeah, she's, she's a Seminole. Yeah, Seminole. Okay, okay, absolutely not. You know, we talked about it in the um, in the pre-show meeting that we were going to talk a little at United. We always like to hear uh, the goals from Mike Conte. I, I didn't get the chance to hear. I didn't get the chance to see much of this game. I was watching, following things on Twitter, the updates. But let's hear how the one goal that the Five Stripes did get. Of course, you know who. Joseph Martinez, and a second straight week he got it on a header. So I'm interested to hear this. Here's Mike Conti from yesterday. Their fifth of the match. Moreno will take it out of the far corner. Goal to our right. 2-0 Portland in the 88th minute. Moreno to the penalty spot. Header score! Joseph Martinez! Build the statue! And Atlanta United might have a chance here with about five minutes still to play. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> now, it's obvious that Mike didn't get the memo from Sam about that statue that's going outside of Mercedes-Benz. And what's the memo? The Matt first, Ryan? The first, yeah, the first, well, the first, the first statue. Falcon. I said the first Falcon. The first statue going outside that place. I the first statue. No, you know, that's what you said, but said I'm saying if whatever statue it goes out there first will be a Falcon. Well, why, why, why does that have to be? I, I did say it have to be. I absolutely right. believe that will be. NFL reigns true here. We know that. And so – but these I guys, believe but this, but this dude's won a championship. I absolutely yeah. Not only does he want to, they they opened the building. He's won a championship. He's won the MVP just like Matt Ryan, and he's still kicking butt. You know, so I don't know. I I don't have a problem either way. I mean, I I, I necessarily may not agree with what he said. I'm just saying though that that's the statue he believes will be out there. And he said Falcon first. The well, first, they'll be on, the they'll be on the opposite sides of the building. I think the first statue, if when if and when they put one out there, will be of a Falcon. I absolutely believe that. Because you come from around the country to visit that stadium, you want that statue to be instantly recognizable. In other words, there are other birds out there in front of it. Pardon? Listen to me. There's a big old bird out in front of it. Again, that's a bird. And what does that represent? The Falcons. In other words, football. Okay. There's a big soccer ball out there, too. The bird was there first, man. That's the so, meeting spot. The meeting they, spot they, was they, the bird. Yeah, they got they do have a soccer ball out there too. Okay, man. and and, and well deserved. <laughs> Y'all, I keep don't know. With this. I don't know. I don't know. After this town hosts the World Cup in a couple years, and with what he's still doing, what is going to stay be. here? What is going to stay here? What is what is connected to this city? The Falcons. They ain't going nowhere. We've had the Olympics here. We ain't got a picture of Juan Antonio Samaranch around here. You know, well, we, they, still, we still got the big old French fry holder. Which we talk there. about, by the way, we, they should use we, that. We still, <laughs> and they may turn still, that into we, a billboard. We still got the big French fry holder over there by the stadium. Yeah. They're going to mm. put a little screen along you know the bottom of that? You know what I'm talking about? I have no I'm idea what you're talking about. You don't, Everybody talked cauldron. about the, the cauldron. The cauldron oh, is shaped like a, a That's large what they segment. call the French fry holder? Yeah, because McDonald's was so heavily invested in the Olympics <laughs> in 96. <laughs> okay. Everybody said, oh, they made it the, look like well, supersized fries. Okay, I get it now. Okay, so yeah, that's where they come from. He didn't know anything. I didn't know. Okay. There it is. <laughs> I, I guess those. Bo- one of those boys had to fly back last night. Did they, did they get to spend the night and come back this morning? Why wouldn't you want to spend the night in beautiful Portland? I don't know if it's not if it's raining. Well, but you had a you had a nighttime game. Redundant? <laughs> if it's raining in Portland, it's raining in Portland. Yeah, everywhere, everywhere in Portland and all through the Pacific Northwest. But uh, you know, I guess they could have caught a red eye and got back. Yeah, they could be landing right now. Who knows? But well, it could tough be lo- tough but loss for the Man United. It's a very tough loss, and I, I've nicknamed these this team the Heartbreakers because they've done that to so many times, Eric, this season. I mean, Martinez gets that goal, and it gives us hope, right? It gives everybody hope. Okay, maybe it's late in the match. We all tied up at one. Maybe at least get one point out of this thing, out of this thing. 
but we don't. Well, the manager said he's frustrated, and this is how he sounded. Yeah, I mean, obviously, at the moment, right after the game, I'm frustrated. I'm upset. Uh, it's normal when you don't get the results. Uh, but obviously, we don't gain anything with that. We need to overcome this part, try to analyze the game, try to see the next uh, game plan, this next week, how we can approach that and how we can do it better. And, uh, and just, 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 just uh, move forward. What, what, no, no words can better be said. Can't, can't dwell over. Got to move forward. Got a game uh, this weekend. Mercedes-Benz Stadium is going to be real busy again this weekend. I'll tell you, most of us are people working some, working some hours. The conversion team and the security yeah, team and the, right. the kitchen staff at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. At least they had a day off between the two college games. Next weekend, you get a night Atlanta United game and then an afternoon Falcons game. That's some work, dude. That's some I, work I, right I just there. want to see the time lapse time lapse footage. Yeah. yeah. I want to see yeah. I want to see that. All right, I ask you to this question. We've been talking about injuries with this Atlanta United team. We've been talking about just all the uphill battles they have faced throughout this season. I'm going to draw a correlation to what we know about other team sports. Mm-hmm. These guys are on the outside now officially looking into the playoffs. But they've been if on the outside. That's the case. Okay, well, worse. I've been hearing different yeah. scenarios that could happen that right. would put them in. But if they're on the outside looking in right now, what happens next with looking do they do the same thing that other teams do when they've been eliminated? You get a chance to look at some talent that you might not have had a chance to see. Is that what they start doing next? Start resting Martinez a little bit more. Start putting in pieces of people you need to see if they're going to be around next season. What happens next for this team? Well, I think, I think, and I don't have the numbers. I mean, I wish we had Joe on. As soon as they are mathematically eliminated, where where is it? They can't be done. Yeah, you got to. You I mean you've got Atlanta United too. Um, they could play some of those guys. They do have some younger guys that are on the team that can get playing experience, and then you sit Martinez because if Martinez is probably paying at 80 or 90%. Yeah. While, you know, if we're mathematically eliminated, don't take any chances. Finish out the year, take your lumps. I don't think Brad Guz- Guzman is ready for February. I mean, yeah. he, he's yeah. got to – that's got to be – his Achilles injury has got to be at least a full year. So you've got to realize whether or not you the goalkeeper you have or do you go out and find a goalkeeper at least to start your year. Also, even though he says he's not going to retire, you've got to start thinking he's on the final nine, the back nine. Matter of fact, he's on the 16th hole of his career. <laughs> because, I mean, he's, he's almost 40. Okay. You know, so who is your future goalkeeper? Yeah. Where do you find him? Do you go out to the international and get him? Start looking for the future of this team and bring some new players. So this is this is not a, a guy in his prime who's going to be. And I realize he's you he can say what he will as far as greatness and and the type of player he is. But this is not like football where you're not going to lose your job because of an injury. Now no, you may lose no. it because of an injury, and you you know you and father time and father time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But and, and, that's what I was asking. What's what's this team going to look like now? And is it going to be because they've decided not to let these guys who got injured this year come back and regain, you know, their, their, their position, or we just going to just plug some young talent in here or some different talent. Well, they've had to do that. as it is. They've had to bring some people along sooner than than they wanted to this season. Yeah. I mean, like, but it was band-aids, but it was a band-aid on a wound, right? It wasn't, you still hope to have those original players back, correct? Absolutely. Okay. You know, absolutely. But, 2023 is going to be 2023. There will be different players on this team. The core will, will remain the same. Martinez, 
Almada, uh, Caleb Wiley, and a few other players will remain the core. But, yes, you will have new faces, and the philosophy stays the same. Score fast, score score quick, and then play good defense. Yeah, and that's what they got to do, and that's been the problem with consistency. That's why I said yesterday they have been consistently inconsistent this year. Yeah. And uh, to me, that's a term that just a phrase that just sums up Atlanta United this season. Sam, tell everybody, we got ourselves an all-time great coming up in 8 o'clock hour. And Mr. Neal. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. We talked about HBCU football earlier, but the man who is the dean, the voices of uh, HBCU athletic, Charlie Neal, uh, will join us. Part of a package of HBCU games that could be seen locally on CW69 starting next Saturday. He's going to talk about that show. you got a lot to talk about, stuff with Deion Sanders and a lot more. So that's coming up in the next hour. You want to hang on for that. And if my chest is puffed out a little bit, y'all ain't going to believe what the number one country in America is right now. The number one movie. What did I say? You don't want country. No, I don't want the country. Number the, one country did in America. Did I say that? Oh, yeah, I'm man. putting that I on was sound completely, bite. I was completely in somewhere in left field there. Yeah, you the were. number one movie <laughs> in the country. I, I'm a little puffed out here, and I'll tell you why here coming up in this 8 o'clock hour. But up next, we're going to get back to see what the Braves did as they out to the West Coast. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.